stop, stop. I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live one too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theater. You're really quite good. Quite a certain harmful habit. Stop it now. I mean it. Hello and welcome. We are breaking up with RBS. This is episode number 72. And I am Tani Santabria. And I am JDK Winnikin. It's easy to lose track of those numbers, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got to be like 72, 72, 72, 72. <laughs> and then I blurt out 73. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. It's another episode. That's what, that's yes. what matters. Yes. And uh, good to see you, of course, Tani, as always. And thank you to all of you listening out there. Uh, please, thank you so so much for doing so. <laughs> Tripping over myself this morning. Uh, if you're listening to this uh, live, good morning. If you're listening to this as a podcast, thank you so much for doing so. Thank you for subscribing, for leaving us a review. Thank you for sharing it also. That's really helpful. You can also check out the video feed of every episode at our YouTube channel page, uh, which is Breaking Up With Our BS. We also have a Facebook group of the same name that you can join and get content in between and get updates and communicate with us directly. And Tawny also has a six-week self-mastery course at unperfectyourself.com that you can sign up for and apply all the principles that we talk about here in the context of your own life. And I couldn't get all that in one breath, but in the next breath, I'll say, and on, coming up on February 11th, we have a new offering that we'd like to tell you about. A free online workshop where we're going to do some practices, we're going to do some Q&A, we're going to learn about the stress response, Saturday, February 11th. 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And the registration link is going to be in our Facebook group and YouTube's. Yep. And probably other places. Probably other places. Places where you can easily find them. Yep. And we'd love to have you attend that and uh, it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to that. Yeah, it'll be super fun. Ooh, we're yeah. moving and grooving. Yes, we are. Fun stuff and more on the way. Yes, of course. I like to give those little teasers. I know. You're so like drama. (laughs) Like, ooh. I know. I like to keep people on the edge. You like to keep people on the edge. Yeah, Yeah, it's true. It's true. On the edge. You know, (laughs) I do have that. I do have that side. Um, Yes, you do. Nevertheless. So so I was thinking about something this week. What were you thinking? I was thinking about curiosity. Yeah, you were thinking about (laughs) curiosity. I said it that way on purpose. I said it that way on purpose. Yeah. Um, I noticed that I was thinking about curiosity um, because I had some experiences in the last week or so where kind of my old, some old BS stories around some other things got sort of worked their way into some areas of my life. And it took me a little while to notice them there. And it brought me back around to the idea of kind of leaving questions open-ended and being curious about things rather than worrying about things. Last week we talked about the doom shoe right? The other shoe dropping, shoe of doom. right? Yes. That's a lack of curiosity about what's happening with myself or what might the present offer, or, you know, these types of things. Mm-hmm. So I got thinking mm-hmm. about curiosity and I've been probably more in that state the last couple of days, but it was just this reminder of how important it is. And I thought I would just throw that out in front of you and see what curiosity brought up for you today. Yeah. I am so curious. <laughs> About <laughs> my curiosity, how you experience curiosity. Well, honestly, on some level, from this, from a from a a body space, it's still a new, a newer experience, and it's not my conditioned experience. 
Curiosity to me once meant, how do I find the answer? You ask the question to get the answer, to solve the problem, to get the solution. So that's what I always understood, for a long time understood curiosity to be. Mm. Got to get to an answer for something, a definitive reason. Or solve something. Solve something. Curiosity from a body, that's, that, that's mind space, right? And I recognize that difference. From a body space, what curiosity actually is, is really feels more like openness, wondering, not necessarily having to have an answer, right? The power of an open-ended question, letting that question just sit out there, you know? Um, and I was just reminded we've had, you've, you've expressed a couple of those open-ended questions to me before that I've never tried to answer because the lesson was in them just remaining open, you know? And I know that might sound real kind of esoteric for some people, but that's what curiosity feels like. That's how I experience it now. Mm-hmm. It's an openness. And what comes with that is a, a lot more ease in my body, a lot more okayness because I'm not seeking an answer, less stress, mm-hmm. less mental noise. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I don't necessarily need an answer feels good. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Can all of that be done with curiosity in the thinking space also? Hmm. I don't know definitively. I don't think so for me. Hmm. I don't think, I mean, all those things maybe, but the, and it's not that I just turned the thinking off, Mm -hmm. but from the, from the body space, what my mind brings to me is really different than if I'm just, Mm-hmm. Leading from the head and ignoring everything else. Sure. What if body and thinking space are connected? Yeah. Yeah. What if? Yeah. Because I'm wondering about, it's almost like hmm, in the thinking space, that pressure to answer mm-hmm. was mixed up in curiosity. Could be. And so, like, why, what, where does the pressure to answer come from? <laughs> uh, historically, for me, I want to control some sort of outcome where I want the ease of thinking that the answer to something is going to give me something that I need or will make something make sense or will make me feel better. Usually. Curiosity for me usually was coming from a sense of urgency once upon a time. So, yeah, those are good questions. I'm not sure I have, if I have those fully untangled or not. Okay. Because what's interesting is what you said was that it helped you to feel better. Mm -hmm. I noticed that too when I said it. That's why I'm wearing this shirt. It says work in progress. Work in progress. And this is why we talk about it, right? There's nothing wrong. No. We're all growing. Right, right. We're all growing. But yeah, I don't know the answers to that. Totally. And yeah. and just because the question, the, here's, okay, newsflash. Just because we're asked a question, yeah, just because, just because we're asked a question doesn't mean we need to know or find or worry about the answer. Mm-hmm. This is across all areas of our life. I just want to put this out here for a second because for whatever reason, sometimes we're asked a question and then we feel all pressurized to answer <laughs> this question no matter how and what. And where the question came from. So I just want to say, just because, I'll take the pressure off of everybody. Uh-huh. Just because you have randomly been asked a question 
by anybody mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you actually have to answer it. So, whew, okay. Every, every internet troll says you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> but that's an example of why not. Yes, exactly. Right? I mean, that pressure. The, that, that's the, sometimes the question is asked of you to meet somebody else's need. So I'm just saying curiosity helps us to kind of sort through layers. So we're getting back to this need to answer Mm -hmm. and solve for a question. Yeah. And, And we're all, we've been conditioned to believe that if somebody asks us a question, we have to find the answer. Yeah. Or know the answer. Uh-huh. Like right now. Mm-hmm. Right. And no, 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 no. If we can kind of, you know, just really let this thing go, you can say anytime you have an experience where somebody has asked you a question, you're going to take all the pressure off. It could be anybody. Mm-hmm. Right. Again, no, you do not have to answer. That's right. That's number one. You do not have to answer. Mm-hmm. And you certainly could not have anticipated <laughs> their question. Right. So you don't even have to know the answer. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. So you get to decide and choose what comes next. Yep. I, I, we got sidetracked. I just had to no, say that. It's, I did. It, it's not sidetracked. I think it's actually directly connected. Because then what comes with that would be something that else we might call sidetracking, but it's not. Mm-hmm. What is key for me on a on an integrated body and mind level with curiosity is the okayness of me not knowing. Mm-hmm. So the ability to say I don't know as a viable answer, whether you answer a question right away or not or never, being able to say I don't know is a liberating thing. Mm-hmm. That is something that you know, for me, saying I don't know for a long time was really hard. I used to think I always had to have some sort of answer. Right. So that here, here's the thing that's cool about this, too. We're going to take it to another level. Here we go. Right? Okay. So if we are going to go all or nothing here, right, because lots of people like to go all or nothing. Because, <laughs> again, we've been conditioned to go all or nothing. Well, if it's not this, then it means it's that, right? So, okay. So certainly there is a lot of things that we're going to miss if we pressurize ourselves to find the answer. We're not going to sit in curiosity for very long. Mm-hmm. We're going to come up with the first thing that makes sense, mm-hmm. and we're going to roll with it, right? Mm-hmm. There's your answer, right? The other side of that, if we always said, and I don't know, that's basically saying, hey, we're off the hook. I don't need to, I don't even need to that's true. find anything. I don't even need to be open to anything, mm-hmm. right? So we want to be careful that, you know, either end of this. Yeah. We, we just want to know that either end of this is going to limit our ability to really let enough of the stuff um, that might help us arrive. That's true. So we don't need a scripted answer, but we want to be able to pay attention. Mm-hmm. We do have choice around how we want to answer, but knowing that I don't know sometimes can be a, an avoidance tactic. Yes, that's true. That's a good point. And then pressurizing ourselves to know the answer can mm-hmm. also be a perfectionist sort of situation or a people-pleasing sort of situation. Mm-hmm. Both of the, all of those yeah. are not key, allowing us to be in a curious place. But, and I don't know, let me noodle on that. Somebody said noodle to me the other day. Yeah. 
noodle. <laughs> so I've said it a couple of times. Let me noodle. I never say noodle. <laughs> Let me. But noodle. now I am. <laughs> yeah. Let me noodle on that. But Let yeah, you can noodle it. on that for a little. Let me see what comes up. Yeah. 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 It's a powerful thing. That's mm-hmm. a good point because the pendulum swing in too far in either direction isn't yeah. isn't helpful. Yeah, and I think the 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 idea of kind of not knowing, taking that pressure off, being curious about what might be possible. What I like about that is that it reinforces, without even me even thinking about it, my own ability to be in this moment to even do that in the first place. To not have to, to, not have to run with it. And you know, and I, I think of like, how many movies have we seen? And then how many times have we experienced in our own life that when a big thing comes to us, an idea, maybe a solution, and a, you know, an option for something, it happens when we aren't sitting stressing about it. We're out doing something else. Right? Imagine main characters walking off somewhere trying to work some problem and it just ha- they happen to look around and something they see gives them this idea. Mm-hmm. So often that's exactly what happens when you're disconnected from the stress that you're injecting into mm-hmm. this need to have an answer or maybe even the avoidance mm-hmm. of saying, I don't know, just out of habit. It's from that kind of space that all, oftentimes the next steps seem to come out of, yeah. which I've found mm-hmm. to be true. So I would say going back to your open and um, um, sort of like you said, you felt open in your body mm-hmm. around curiosity. Like you could be open in your mind too. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so then whatever needs to arrive can show up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whenever, yeah. whenever it does. Right. Right. Yeah, because, you know, part of the fun of, um, when I'm engaged in like trying to find an answer of something from curiosities, it's fun to, it's fun to explore. It's fun to read. And sometimes I will deliberately make sure I'm reading a lot of stuff at a real, real flowed pace, not urgent to find an answer, but just to learn more. What? Wow. How are people talking about this? Mm-hmm. You know, and I've, I've gone down some pretty fun rabbit holes actually sometimes of like, oh wow, I didn't know that this is what people were talking about when it comes to this or that type of thing. And that, that can feed all of that, you know, but my experience has been, you know, when you're really pr- pushing for an answer for something, you're probably going to find a lot more questions along the way. And or, that's not a bad thing either. Or you're going to just come up with the first answer. Cause we like to solve. We do. Right. So, Oh, this makes sense. Okay. There it is. That's it. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and then, and then quickly. away we go. Right, working off of something that actually might only be, like it could be wrong, or but it also could be just part of the yeah part of the puzzle. Right, which is why you're not supposed to go on the internet to read about what might be wrong with you if you're sick. <laughs> it's easy yes. to find the one thing that must be it. <laughs> right, and then the shoe of doom and is the shoe, yeah the shoe of doom is there. Right, right. yes. So and we gravitate towards what might be the worst case and tell ourselves. Right. And all of a sudden it's, it's, it's BS domino after BS domino mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. falling down. Yes. And you're right. The other option of just putting your head in the sand and opting out, I'm not feeling well. I'm not going to find out anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. That's, that's not good either. That, that's the avoidance and, and perhaps even denial. Right. Mm-hmm. So either one of those takes us out of yeah. the fullness yeah. of what really this, mm-hmm. this moment or the reality of the situation mm-hmm. could be. Yeah. So, you know, when we talk about coming from a, a space of curiosity, 
just in general when we're talking about this type of practice? What comes up for you with all that besides this? Questions. Questions. Questions, not questions to find answers necessarily, but just questions. Like if we're going to, you know, here's the running monologue of our <laughs> of our thinking space in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, why can't I do this better? What's wrong with me here? Like all of those are kind of like, kind of questions, but statements. They are. <laughs> yeah. We question right. them, but yeah. We're, well, we're not, stories. We're, right, right. We're not really looking in a reflective manner mm-hmm. to sort of <laughs> find ways to grow outside of our comfort zone. Yeah. We're just like spitting out the story of our limitations and, you know, slightly deep or, or a lot negative. Yeah, right. our fears. Yeah. yeah. A, a curious place could really be about, oh, huh, I just noticed that my reaction, my internal reaction to this situation that just happened what that's about Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right so we're doing a lot of wondering we're asking questions from a place of really actually being open to it yeah right not a you know i just got mad again because that person sort of did that thing again to me right 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 yeah and to me that's really powerful i had that reminds me of a experience i had not too long ago where i became really aware of this stab of jealousy that I had in a situation and it surprised me and I had no idea where it came from and it, I just let it sit there. It's like, Oh, that's interesting. (laughs) Where did that come from? You know? And I automatically sometimes want to run with that and go, let me chart my evidence. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Your honor. (laughs) I think I can prove beyond a reasonable doubt that my jealousy is a result of these six interrelated factors. Boom, 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 boom. Mm -hmm. And what's encouraging in this process from a presence, basic place of presence of practicing that, it just sat there. Mm -hmm. And instead of doing that, it was, "Hmm, I'll leave that question open. It hasn't been answered. (laughs) It hasn't been answered. And I'm really glad actually, because what it told me was, okay, jealousy still exists for you. <laughs> and everyone else. And everyone else. Mm-hmm. Here it is. And what was more important is I didn't feed it with a story or supercharge it with more energy or blame it mm-hmm. on this situation, the people, whatever it might be. Yeah. It felt good not to do anything like that with it. And that felt like an accomplishment enough, right? That felt good enough. Well, what else? What else is there? What else could be more helpful? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is natural emotion state mm-hmm. that we're we all experience from time to time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, if if it becomes something that's very chronic and creating a lot of difficulty in our life, then it's probably being fed by a lot of things. Yeah. The stories like you talked about. And so then there may be some, at some point, cause for concern. But in general, when we just sort of acknowledge and welcome and give space to, again, emotions are energy. So they just kind of float in and they float out. Mm -hmm. Um, Yep. And we're just a container. Yeah. And it went away. Mm-hmm. Went away. I mean, and and I honestly didn't want it polluting anything in this situation because it wasn't a bad thing at all, and not and it wasn't from a bad place. It just kind of 
flew out there. And so I kind of smirked at it after a while. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> well, it's right. one of those emotions that we don't, it's not one of the pleasant ones. No, it's not. It's not. It's very threatening. Jealousy feels really threatening, you know, because it, because it, it, there's an intensity to it, you know, that sometimes, you know, it can be envious of something or someone or something like that. And that always feels a little more, not like a stab, more like a steady weakening over time, even though it's from the same root. The stabs of jealousy for me are always feel powerful when they happen. And they, I find them, I found them frightening. Um, because they, they, they scream out something bad's going to happen, right? That's the story. Um, so it was interesting to experience it something different. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't freak me out. It was more like, whoa, I was not expecting you to be at my door. Right. But I think jealousy, the story of jealousy being threatening is a story. Oh yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's what I mean. Yeah. That's what I mean. Once upon a time that was, yes, if I'm jealous, there's something imminent bad is going to happen. Right. That's the story. This was different. This was more like, whoa, like when somebody, you know, jumps out behind a, or somebody steps out and surprises you somewhere that you weren't expecting. Mm-hmm. It felt more like that. Mm-hmm. And it felt really nice to not have it be so, to feel threatening. I mean, not to make up a story. Right. You didn't feed it. I didn't feed it. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that's that's the part where it gets, it gets bigger when mm-hmm. we feed it with a bunch of stuff. And, yeah. and I think, too... Any of the unpleasant emotions we've learned, again, we've talked about this, we've learned that to think of those as problems. Yeah. They're not problems. They're human emotions that we all have. Mm-hmm. But when we have a story about them as being problems, yeah, that's when they obviously will become a problem. <laughs> yeah. If you want them to be a problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's, you can always kind of, there's a quick shorthand sometimes it happens. You can tell if you're making up a story about that. It's like, well, I I shouldn't be upset about that. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't be sad about that. I shouldn't be jealous or I shouldn't be angry. Well, any of the shoulds, we know this. Bullshoulds. Yes. Those are stories. Anytime the shoulds are coming up. Yep. Yeah, I feel like I should know better or I, you know, that type of thing. It's, it's, It's a clear, clear sign that leaps out to me. Right, so that would be a great time to get more curious. Exactly. As opposed to Exactly. Great great signal. Yeah. Yeah, so that and that that's something that that we all can do, right? When you mm-hmm. catch yourself in a should go, "Whoa. Where did that come from?" Mm-hmm. And then let it sit there for a little while. <laughs> right, or even or even wow, that was surprising. Yeah. Or huh. Maybe I maybe I can be open to this a uh, little bit more here, like yeah. um, so because anytime we give more space for the emotion, it's going to subtly shift. Yes. So we might even get a little more clarity. Yeah. With just allowing it. Yeah. To hang out. Yeah, and in, in and in my experience, one of the things that helped lead that eventually out the door was as that energy shifted, you know, not feeding it, letting it sit. What it reminded me of is, okay, really one of the things I can take from this is I really care about this situation. It matters to me. Mm-hmm. And that was enough. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, it matters to me. Okay, you sort of knew that. Here's an example of it from a weird direction, unexpected mm-hmm. direction. Mm-hmm. There was nothing else to do with it. But wouldn't you say any unpleasant emotion tells us that something matters to us? I would. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because it's... 
we have an unpleasant emotion about it. I would, right? yeah, other because it matters enough. Because it matters, right? Right. <laughs> if it didn't matter, we would probably have no emotion about mm-hmm. it, or not something that we would say is unpleasant. Right. It would just be is. Right. Like I don't care. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Well, for me though, that's a big deal. <laughs> You know, to go like, so, oh, wow, I noticed that, and then not feed that beast. Totally, yeah. You know, uh, and then have it be a reminder of that positive element of that. Oh, I care about this. You don't always need a positive, J.D. I know, I know. Just, you, it can be unpleasant, <laughs> it can be unpleasant and it can just be it. unpleasant. I know, I know. We don't have to turn it around. But we can cultivate, to your point, we can cultivate sure. a lot of different sort of feeling states in our body also when we're not stuck in our stories. Right. So the, 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 we, we don't, you know, so acknowledging really what's there, mm-hmm. we can certainly from there cultivate a sense of gratitude. Yeah. If for it comes sure. Up, right, for yeah. sure. But we don't necessarily have to do that to be okay either. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good clarification because that's absolutely right. Because there's times where it just doesn't feel good. Period. <laughs> that's, uh, right. That's well, it. No matter what we do, <laughs> it's it. it's not going to feel good. And I think that's a that's a, a a part of the perfectionism, right? We learned like, okay, unpleasantness is then I better change this around yeah. right away to show that I can do this. Yeah. Right. How, like, how soon can I get rid of it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now I got rid of it, so now I'm doing okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, okay, there's a whole nother layer of pressurization there that that it kind of that's not what we're talking about (laughs) and then you can make the solution the problem right Mm -hmm. yeah that's a good place for us to jump to next time okay when we come back because that's that's a really important point so Mm -hmm. i'd like to continue on that if we get a chance yep and we will have a chance next week when we see you for another episode of breaking up with rbs um again you can find this wherever you get your podcast you can find our youtube channel you can find our facebook group There's a six-week self-mastery course. There's an upcoming webinar. There's a lot of opportunities to deal with those BS stories. So Mm -hmm. uh, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. We will see you next week with more. I am J.D.K. Winnikin. And I'm Tawny Santabria. Thanks so much, everybody. Bye. Stop it now. I'm leaving. I don't think he felt anything after the crash. Who's again, Janio? I'm in my groove. Here we go.